everybody and welcome back to episode 10, 10 I think, of the Darkness Behind USA Gymnastics and we're finally, finally, finally going to be getting to getting into some survivor stories. I want to try and share a few stories in the next few episodes. Um, obviously there's way too many for me to cover. So I'm just going to cover um, some of the gymnasts and people who were very well known. So before I get into some survivor stories, I would just like to offer a trigger warning yet again. Um, If you are triggered by sexual assault, abuse, sexual abuse, and sexual abuse of a child, then please do not listen to this podcast. Um, And let's get into it. Let's talk about Simone Biles' story. Because Simone Biles is probably the greatest gymnast of all time. Um, At least in my opinion, and I'm pretty sure most people can agree. But she was also abused by Larry Nassar, and she shared her story along with the hashtag MeToo um, on Twitter. So let me read it to you. Most of you know me as a happy, giggly, and energetic girl, but lately I felt a bit broken, and the more I try to shut off the voice in my head, the louder it screams. I'm not afraid to tell my story anymore. I, too, am one of the many survivors that was sexually abused by Larry Nassar. Please believe me when I say it was a lot harder to first speak those words out loud than it is now to put them on paper. There are many reasons that I have been reluctant to share my story, but I know now it is not my fault. It is not normal to receive any type of treatment from a trusted team physician and refer to it as horrifying, refer to it horrifyingly as the special treatment. This behavior is completely unacceptable, disgusting, and abusive, especially coming from someone whom I was told to trust. For too long, I've asked myself, was I too naive? Was it my fault? I now know the answer to those questions. No, no, it was not my fault. No, I will not and should not carry the guilt that belongs to Larry Nassar, USAG, and others. It is impossibly difficult to to relive these experiences, and it breaks my heart even more to think that as I work towards my dream of competing in Tokyo 2020, I will have to continually return to the same training facility where I was abused. After hearing the brave stories of my friends and other survivors, I know that this horrific experience does not define me. I am much more than this. I am unique, smart, talented, motivated, and passionate. I have promised myself that my story will be much greater than this, and I promise all of you that I will never give up. I will compete with all of my heart and soul every time I step in the gym. I love this sport too much, and I have never been a quitter. I won't let one man and the others that enabled him to steal my love and joy. We need to know why this was able to take place for so long and to so many of us. We need to make sure something like this never happens again. As I continue to work through the pain, I kindly ask everyone to respect my privacy. This is a process and one of that I need more time to work through. XO Simone Biles. Now, she was just many of she was just one of many survivors, but I think it's super brave of her to even speak out because Many of the survivors wanted to remain anonymous, and I know for a fact Simone has 
millions, millions of followers on each platform. Um, so everybody was going to see this and that's so brave. Um, she shouldn't have to be defined by, um, the fact that she was sexually assaulted and she shouldn't let that man ruin, um, such a great sport for her. She's literally the greatest of all time. And I'm very proud of her that she did not let that break her. I know I said I was only going to touch on well-known victims, but I think that um, these few victims are very important. So let's talk about Kyle Stevens. Now, I've covered... Um, this in an earlier episode. She was the six-year-old, the family friend who was abused by him. So she was not even a gymnast. He was not even her team doctor. And he took advantage of her completely because she was a child. So he pleaded guilty to abusing Stevens at his home, at his own house, when she was just six. And as she spoke at his trial, he could not even look at her. He literally covered his eyes. She said that he exposed himself to her in a boiler room. And he would pleasure himself in front of her as well as rub his penis on her bare feet and put his finger in her vagina. Now this happened until she was 12. So that's six years of this. And to make matters even worse, she even told Nassar that her father, that, that she had told her father about the abuse. And he came to believe her before her father committed suicide in 2016. Now, I can't say what he committed suicide for, but I can only imagine the guilt he must have felt as a parent knowing that a family friend was abusing his own daughter. The next survivor I would like to talk about is Rachel Den Hollander. Now, I spoke about her in previous episodes. She was actually the first person to publicly accuse Nassar um, in September of 2016. And her abuse started when she was 15. She gave a 40-minute victim impact statement, and she addressed Michigan State University in this impact statement. Um, she said to Michigan State University, every time I repeat these facts about the number of women who reported to employees at MSG when we're silenced, you respond the exact same way. You issue a press statement saying that there was no cover-up because no one was heard. No one who heard the reports of assault believed that Larry was committing abuse. You play word games saying you didn't know because no one believed. And the reason everyone who heard about Larry's abuse did not believe is because they did not listen. This is so impactful to me um, because not only is she holding Larry Nassar accountable, but also Michigan State University, which I believe she was a student there. And she first reported it to Michigan State University where they did nothing. She also says in her second impact statement, 
How much are these little girls worth? How much are these women worth? Every faucet of my life radically altered. The impact of sexual assault is limitless. Larry is the most dangerous type of predator. He deliberately entered into relationships with children he knew were vulnerable. The last survivor I'm going to talk about in this episode is Michaela Maroney. She was a member of the gold medal winning 2012 United States Olympic team. I believe she also won silver on vault. And she was an extremely talented young woman. Now, her Nassar began abusing her at um, the Karuli Ranch when she was 13 and 14. And it continued until she left the sport. She had a lot to say. I'm not going to read it all because I feel like that's pointless. But I just want to talk of... I just want to read a few of her very impactful things that she said. Okay, so she said, People should know that sexual abuse of children is not just happening in Hollywood, in the media, or in the halls of Congress. This is happening everywhere. Whether there is a position of power, there seems to be potential for abuse. So I think that last sep- that last sentence is especially telling. Wherever there is a position of power, there seems to be potential for abuse. Now, I feel like, obviously, Larry Nassar is, is an example of this, but also so is John Goddard. He felt that he was powerful so he could get away with the abuse, and it finally caught up with him. Something especially disturbing disturbing that Michaela talked about was how she called it the scariest night of her life, and it happened when she was 15 years old. She flew, she flew all day and night with the team to get to Tokyo, and Larry Nassar gave her sleeping pills for the flight, and the next thing she knew, she was alone with him in his hotel room getting a treatment. She said, I thought I was going to die that night. This is so, so heartbreaking that a man could do this to a literal child. And that's just one of the so many stories that these survivors have. I'm sure that each one is just as bad as the other. And I just don't understand how he could have gotten away with this for so long. But anyways, that concludes this episode. Um, I believe it's episode 10, maybe? Yes, 10. Um, Next episode, we're also going to talk about some more survivor stories. And... Then in the last episode, I'm going to talk about my personal experience with the sport of gymnastics. And I wanted to make that the last episode mostly because I feel like it should not be the main focus. Obviously, the main focus of this podcast should be the abuse that 
the survivors had to endure. It's not about me, and it never was about me, so I don't want to make it about me. But I think it's important to include my personal experience because I don't want people to listen to this podcast and think, hmm, I don't want to put my son or daughter um, in gymnastics now because of this. No, I want you to know that there are positive experiences with this sport and that not everybody is a horrible human being. But we're going to get into that later on. So thank you everybody for listening and I will see you guys next time.